Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Welcome to this and the Ernest Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian. Ernest Speaking Podcast presented by NGSESports.com. Because we never stop. It's Football Friday once again. I'm um, joined here, of course, by the man, G Steelio, G-W-E-F-E-W-E-L-I-O on Twitter. G, what's going on? Bear down, baby. Bear down. Yeah. Apparently some, some breaking news here. Uh, the Bears have just hired a new general manager. What's his name? Ryan Any- Pace. Uh, he, was, uh, he was the former Saints director of pro personnel. More importantly, how old is this guy? 22? 30, 37 years old. Whoa. The Bears, the, 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 the Bears again. Like young and sexy right now, right? Thirty-seven years old. And might as well have hired you then, G. That's the case. Woo! They should have. I mean, he got a you couple know? of years on me, but they should have. Tuan, your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I really don't have any thoughts on that. Honestly, um, I don't know the guy. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know nothing about the guy, so I have no yeah, thoughts. Yeah, you, know what, you know what's funny? And I'm glad Tuan said that. It's like it's like whenever people speculate about, oh, this guy should be general manager. I think nobody knows anything about general manager candidates. The, the only way you know, exactly. of, I agree. Of, of, yeah, the only way you know is if they were really good or really bad. Nobody knows about these new up and comers. You know, that, 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 that's totally. I hate when people just act like that. That they understand who the candidates are because nobody. I'm kind of glad you said. I'm kind of glad you said that, uh, G, because I want to get Tuan's thoughts. Because uh, you know, Tuan obviously covers the Miami Dolphins, um, <laughs> and they actually hired a new uh, head of football operations. But you know, not actually, we all know who he is, uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Um, and there's been a lot of like mixed reaction down here in South Florida about about that hire. Um, what's your your thoughts on on that, uh, Tuan, on Mike Tannenbaum being the uh, new? Uh, Head of football operations here because I, I'm, you're, you're getting a lot of mixed reactions from, from um, I mean, mostly negative, in my opinion, um, on talk radio. I mean, even the Big O was like pretty pissed about it a couple of days ago, too. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I just think the structure for Miami is like really flawed, to be honest with you. I mean, you have, excuse me, you have a general manager who's not really a general manager, he's more like a scout now. He's been kind of demoted, but he still has the role of a general manager. Now you have Mike Tannenbaum coming in, and he'll be doing what kind of what Dennis Hickey, you know, did for the most part. It's stuff he won't be choosing to it's, the, the Like I said, the chain of the command is just really screwed up, honestly. And I think to be honest, like, and I wrote wrote about this. I just think that they have too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, really, yeah. like who who is gonna listen to like when you know. The, like you got too many. You're supposed to really just have just one, maybe two people that decide on player personnel, and that's it. Now you got like all these different people in the organization, right. and I don't, you know, it's just it's just a mess. And and then they sign um, Joe Philbin back, which I, you know, I understand, but it, I don't. It's not gonna, you know, it, he's still people. He, 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 he want to go into his last contract. Is that official? He got he got an extension. Is that official? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna get an extension. Yeah, it's just based. It's just for the simple fact that. They didn't want him going into the last year of his deal being a kind of a lame duck coach. Remember, they gave Sperano the same type of deal, and they ended up firing him. So it's not. Yeah. It's, it's more or less because 
they want to just give him a little bit of security going into his last year. Me personally, I mean, I get it, but I wouldn't have done it. But you know, they they decided they wanted to do it, so it's you know, it's Stephen Ross's money. By the way, I've been sick last couple of days, so I mean, I mean, some of the listeners here. Um, I'm working on working on that though. But there were some rumors though with with with, with the time I'm higher that that the thought was that there's it was possibility that they could look into like. This could probably facilitate an opportunity for Rex Ryan to probably get a job here, whether as a defensive coordinator or even a head coach going forward. Because I mean, let's face it. I mean, you see how you see how this, this franchise has worked. Just because you you're signed to a deal doesn't mean you're signed to a deal. I mean, so there was some speculation about that about Rex Ryan possibly coming down here because of the because of the Tannenbaum uh, hire and of course trying to get the band back together again. I mean, let's face it. They, they, they it, it would it would have to be a head coaching position because there's no yeah. way you bring him in over. I mean, I agree. to be. To be mm-hmm. with Phil, I mean, be with Philbin. It's def- no, it's no way. Like his his personality would overshadow Philbin, so it's no way that would happen unless you were to just fire Joe Philbin and just bring in Rex Ryan. Well, Rex Ryan, for example, and between Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan's actually also another guy still in the news. He hasn't got a job yet, but he's got a lot of offers. He actually he actually interviewed with CBS yesterday, uh, the Falcons this week. Um, I'm hearing now that, that the Niners on top of this list now of teams he'll look into. Um, which I, I I hope he doesn't go to San, I, I hope he doesn't go to San Francisco because I don't think I don't think they deserve him in one. That's that's just my personal opinion. Like I said, the way they they treated Harbaugh that last year last last season, they deserve any negative going forward. So, um, but you know, in 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 the case of Rex Ryan, um, the Bears already said that they were not interested in him. So that that door's already shut. Gee, you gotta be, you gotta be pissed about that. Yeah, it was and like like he he was the number one guy I wanted and. I think Bowles is a far number two. I mean, it's not disrespecting Bowles, just that I, I was favoring Ryan for the obvious reasons. You know, he has the, the lineage there. And 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 being a Bears fan, you, you kind of want to see that defense come back and recognize right. the best yeah. out there. You know, he's the best out there, bar none. So, of course, you kind of want it. To, and, and you also – the, the Bears, after having that locker room that they had where, you know, there was no unity and that there was no leadership by, by the head coach. You, you never see that with Rex Ryan. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this to you last week or whatever. You know, it said something that, like, every week on the Jets team, even though they finished the season, what, three, four wins or whatever, even right. the last week of the season, they, 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 they knew their coach was going to get fired, and they all gave it their best to give him a win before he walked out there. George Eno Smith played the best I ever seen a play. You know, so it said something to, to Rex Ryan, the man, being a head coach and a leader. Yeah, um, uh, Tuan, we we had said too, too also that we both agreed that maybe Atlanta's a better fit, maybe Chicago's definitely on top of the list. Um, are the Bears making a mistake here and not at least considering Rex Ryan? Uh, I I mean, it depends on what they're trying to do. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do. I know they probably like they hired the general manager first, which I thought it was the smart move to do. Like you always want to hire a general manager and then have him decide who the head coach is. So. I don't know what his, you know, I don't know the new guys like plan or scheme or anything like that. So it's hard to really say that they're making a mistake. Like I don't know what direction they want to go in. Do they want to rebuild? Do they want to? I don't know what they want to do. Bottom like, out, nobody bottom really, out. nobody really knows. I mean, they have they have players on there, they have talent on there, but nobody really knows what the what they um the direction the Bears want to go in. So that it's hard to say. You know, are they making a mistake? If they if they trying to win now, then yeah, I would say Brett Ryan is the guy to go to. I've heard Bears fans say they didn't have no problem bottoming out at this point, though. They trade everybody. Get rid of everybody. Get rid of Cutler. Get rid of Marshall. Everybody. You know, which I don't know if that's the wisest choice. This is not the NBA. You know, the NFL, it just takes you one good draft. 
maybe a phrase pickup here, maybe a culture change here, one year, and you're back in the mix again. You know, and I mean, a lot of Bears fans are just, are just frustrated. I know G is. I mean, but G's always frustrated with anything. It doesn't yeah, matter. <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing I was, is, I was too. surprised, though. I was surprised, though, that they didn't uh, consider the uh, Rex Ryan there. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, the thing <laughs> is, too, I was just going to say real quick, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I say, it's just really because you have to look at it like everybody in that division, including the Vikings, I think is really yeah. improved. And, like, how yeah. are they going to really go forward? Like, are you you can't keep the same team. So I think something's going to have to change. It doesn't have to be like a, a, a total rebuild like the Raiders had but, or have right now. But it can be – you're going to have some parts changed. It's definitely a personnel change to Chicago. There was actually a report in Chicago earlier this week. I'm not sure if you saw it, but they actually said um, actually said something, and, and 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 everybody who knows me knows I hope it's true that the Bears that, that the Bears were actually just considering putting Matt Forte out there on the trade block, but that, that they pretty much know that it's going to be a fourth round pick at best, you know, for Matt Forte. But they pretty much figure like, what's the point of paying him if they're not going to go anywhere? Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. Unless you, unless you're the Patriots trying to stop, stop foul draft picks, you know what I mean? Which is not, a, not a bad thing, by the way. But you're not the Pats. The Pats have 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 that level of success already. That okay, they can do that. They have that comfort in knowing yeah. that they've done it before. And the Bears, meanwhile, anything they've done that has stuck to, has stuck to the wall. You know, they spend money on receivers. I, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's I, I mean, if I'm Bears fan, I'm frustrated. I, I agree. Yeah, you know what though, but it, 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 at least like I said. They cleaned. They cleaned up house. The McCaskey family finally showed some emotion. They, they, they finally showed that they were upset too. So there's some kind of closure for a Bears fan this year. It's all about being patient now. You can't expect all about in, in one year for this defense to be a top five defense for Cutler to cut out all his mistakes. You, you just gotta wait it out for like two, three years. You, you got like gotta let this general manager and the new coach figure out a new way in Chicago. I agree. I agree. Um, so I mean. So, I, I, we last week we did the show. We we had predictions, and we all said, uh, "Chicago." I said Chicago definitely was was the favorite. You said Chicago. G. Uh, Twenty said Atlanta. Um, yeah, I, I guess right now I said Atlanta. 20. Yeah, and I think can we agree Atlanta still still the favorite? Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't. I mean, as far as I, <laughs> I would say, yeah. I mean, you're not really hearing much as far as like coaching. You're kind of hearing rumors at the moment, so it's hard to really say. But yeah, I just stick to my guns, I guess. I think it's kind of awesome though that uh, he's getting TV, multiple TV opportunities now. Like CBS interviewed this week, ESPN did him last week. Don't be surprised if another station or network uh, interviews. I'm not back. surprised at all. I knew yeah. he like I love whenever it. he yeah whenever he just like I know he'll do a good job at TV. So I'm not like I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's actually pretty great actually that uh I, I like I do want to see him on TV. Like I I remember when I first saw Rex the first year he came. Came to, to, to the Jets in 2008, 2009, when it was, and hearing his first speech and you know the, the phone call to the, to the fan base, the season ticket holders, I'm like, this dude is great on TV. This, guy, this dude would be great on TV. And it's, just, it's funny because I, I never like I never like his dad. I never like Buddy. I was never a Buddy fan. But Rex is different. Rex seems to be a little more. People, players play hard for him. Mm-hmm. People people like being around this guy. It's 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 a it's a very infectious thing, and I like to see franchises you know like the Chicago Bears. You know, grab on that. I mean, the, 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 my my. If I'm a Bears fan, my fear is okay. You already struck out once on Bruce Arians. Okay, mm-hmm. don't do the same with Rex Ryan. He's a good coach. Remember, let's not forget on a bad franchise, 
took a this Jet team to two straight AFC title games with Mark Sanchez as quarterback. Do, do I need to repeat that again? I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This guy's a very good coach. Are there flaws? Maybe, yeah. I'm sure he's he's obviously more defensive-minded, yes. But with Rex, you're getting not just that. You're getting that plus a culture change. And, and that's it. I mean, that's just how it is. So, um, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts quickly? Um, actually, forget this topic. Did you guys hear Drew Pearson? Remember uh, Drew Pearson, former Cowboy great receiver? Yeah. Yeah. The original he 88. Yeah, he well, he is yeah he is Richard, yeah. He said quote that Des Bryant is the greatest number eighty eight cowboy ever. I was like, whoa, really? I'm like, okay. I mean, this is this is great, and Des will be great going forward. But I mean, we, we you kind of forgetting the obvious guy, the playmaker. So no. I'm like, are you are you saying this to get to get clicks? Are you saying this just to get attention? I don't know, but I think Dez is the most talented. Like as far as like a skill set, yeah. But as far as the best, they nah, nah. <laughs> I can't even say it, that right it, now. Hey, Twan, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the time when um, remember the first year of the Big Three when LeBron came to Miami the first year, um, when they made the finals, and before the finals started, um, Scottie Pippen had said that. LeBron oh, yeah, I, I remember, yeah. yeah. I remember the stupid comment about that, yeah. LeBron didn't have one ring yet. I, even as a Heat fan, I'm like, Scotty, shut the hell up. Like, just shut up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I mean, some of these old guys, that just, just to, you know, to get attention, they say all these outlandish comments. Now, look, look Dez is great. Dez is, hell, G and I, both especially you know, on, this, on this podcast, have said that Dez Bryant is already a top three, top three receiver in the league. This is even before this year, you know. Um, but let's not forget Michael Irvin and not, not, and not just on the field things, but as a leader in the locker room. He was the leader of, the, of those three. And the postseason. Teams. And what he did in the postseason, too. Yeah. Like, you can't discredit yeah. that either. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, gee, is, is uh, Drew Pierce out of his mind? Yeah. I mean, it, it, to, to say that Jez is the best ever when his body of work is probably seven or eight years <laughs> from being complete. Is kind of a reach statement, especially because Michael, you know, with Michael Irvin too, it it's harder to say. It would be easy to say that if 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 fans separated from that from that from that Cowboys dynasty of the '90s had no idea who Michael Irvin was. But Michael Irvin's right. on TV; he's there. I mean, so, so people have looked him up already. Like even people who haven't watched him, like 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 us three have seen him in his prime when we, we were younger. You know, people see what Michael Irvin did. The thing about Michael Irvin, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he would be as good. This is how you're going to compare it. Would Michael Irvin be just as good as Dez today? I'm not sure because Michael Irvin's a lot more physical. Michael Irvin's almost like an Anquan Bolden type, you know. But, 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 but back then, an Anquan Bolden type was a top three receiver in the league. I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, to me, it's an attention grab more than anything else, and I'll leave it at that. So, um, did you guys hear a story about, well, Today, the story about uh, the Browns and Kyle Shanahan parting ways, also coordinator to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I mean, the, dude, the Browns can hold. The Browns can have nothing. Every year, <laughs> every year they're changing a damn coach, a quarterback, or or a coordinator. I mean, do you guys understand why you guys are so bad? I mean, it's like you do the same thing over and over and over again. 
what, what, what do they call that? When you do the same thing over and over again? No, it's insanity. Work. It's insanity. insanity. If you twang, if you twang know that especially, right, G? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> know that especially. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there, like saying, okay, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not going to back for Shanahan. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Shanahan fan, whether it's Kyle or uh, his father uh, Mike. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you guys had a pretty good year. I mean, obviously, you guys paid out late in year seven nine. Um, the Menzel thing obviously is a disaster. But you know, you, I, I keep saying all the time on on the show, you know, with, with, you know, with teams like the Browns and teams who are trying to come up and become a, a, a more stable franchise. You can't sit there and tell me you're, you want to be stable and you want to be at the Patriots and the Steelers. And, you know, one of the things they do is that they stick with – they have continuity. They stick with a staff at least two, three, four years before they make a decision. You know, the Browns, you know, every year, firing a coach, firing a quarterback, firing this, firing that. But yet they'll sit there and say, oh, we want to be the Patriots. I mean, come on. It's insane. It's freaking insane. I'm not, I'm, saying, I'm not going back for Shanahan because it sounds like I am. I'm not. Um, Twan, is, that, is this a mistake, you think, or is this whatever? I think I think it's the right decision by Kyle Shanahan. I think okay. that's a sinking ship, honestly. Because, okay, let's let's say he does stay. What's the quarterback situation going to be like for Cleveland? Is, are you ready for Johnny Manziel to take over? Is he mature enough to really be putting there? We, we Like I say, we know what he's, you know, he did exactly. this year or what he yeah. did. So, I, I honestly, I, I don't blame him one bit at all. Like, I would have jumped off the ship, too. Like, I, I don't have any co- – and then are you going to bring Horia back? He probably He's probably not going to come back either. So, they're, they're in a really awkward situation. I, I, so, so I, 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 would, I don't blame him one bit. I would have did the exact same thing. I would, I would want to come back anyway. I mean, there was a risk. And I said this, too, like, when they, when they benched him um, – um, when they when they benched uh, Hoyer, is that oh, yeah. there's a risk? If Manziel doesn't work out, you, you you've not alienated another option. You're screwed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Yeah, and that that's Alex. exactly what they are. Yep. I mean, it, I mean, this is why they're a disaster. Uh, gee, your thoughts on Shanahan? You think it's a good right move for both parties? I mean, it's it's probably better off for Shanahan. The Cleveland Browns are in dumpster fire right now, and and that's sad to say because they really don't have a bad roster on that team. That they, they, they have arguably the best wide receiver in the league. You know that, and and they, they and I've seen games where they dominate at the line of scrimmage. They have a good secondary. They probably they probably have arguably the best corner in the game as well. You know, so there's a lot on this team, and there's still a dumpster fire because the management is so inconsistent with with their philosophies. She asked Justin Higdon for this one day. Had Justin Higdon come on the show one day and, and give us his thoughts on this. Cause, I mean, every time they take a step forward, they take four steps back. Yeah, yeah every you know year. What's funny? You know, it's funny you mentioned Justin Higgins. I retweeted him um, the other the other night, um, okay. he's, and he said something. He said something like, if this was a movie or a TV show, I would have stopped watching a long time ago. Hashtag Brown. That, that was his tweet. So why are you still watching then? Dude, this has been good since freaking Webster Slaughter was there. Webster Slaughter. You know, come on. I, you know, I actually had... They probably only made like five of these jerseys. I had the Andre Ryzen Cleveland Browns jersey. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't even think he played a full season with them. I'm not even, <laughs> even sure we played a full season with them. But I got the Andre Ryzen. Bad moves. He was Ryzen. pretty good there. He has had, he has had a good uh, he had a good couple games there, but uh, he, uh, you know? that, that's so far, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the highlight of Andre Ryzen's career is when he had that slap fight with Deion Sanders in the middle of the field. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's when D.I. was with the 49ers. And they were slapping each other. Keyword yeah. slap, not punching. Yeah, yeah well, what, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say um, this, this got to be the Super Bowl. You're talking about Andre Ryzen. Like, that, that had to be the highest highlight with the Packers. And and, and and I'm pretty sure he said he threw that ring into the river or something. Like, like look, at, I, I think he said, like, that meant nothing to him. Like, it was weird. I remember reading an interview. He said he... He was driving somewhere and just threw it off a bridge. Yeah, I'll right? just put it, I'll just put it like this. He he was him and left out were were dated like they were you know an item. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. That's all <laughs> I would say about that. God bless his soul. Well, I mean, of course, you know, rising, of course, being you know the recipient of a fire by uh, you know uh, Lisa Loeb's <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Crazy relationship. That was a crazy relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was cute though. She, she, she was. Cute. She was. Oh, she was. She's very attractive, but oh yeah, very cute girl. She's, that that, she's, that she's crazy, not. yeah, that crazy love was like like very very hot. It was too much, yeah. So wait, 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 wait. you guys seen this one? The crazy hot cycle, the crazy hot uh, yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hers. So was where was she like, <laughs> Yeah, she was hot, but yeah, she, that crazy love was just like it was too much. Yeah, yeah. Word. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, my boy, James Winston's going pro. Um, the worst kept secret. Now, there was rumors actually before, the day before he actually announced it, that he was going to stay another year, play baseball and play another year of football, and then probably go pro after next year. But it's official. Uh, James Winston's going pro. Um, a lot of talk, you know, it's funny. You, you talk about James Winston to, to, to random folks on the streets, and all you hear is, oh, he's a bum and he's a thug and, you know, he's going to fall apart. And I'm thinking, okay, are you basing your opinion based on what you hear on the news and off the field stuff? Or are you basing it on football? Because when I talk about James Winston with people, and I try to have a conversation about James Winston, I, I honest conversation with James Winston, um, I'm talking football. You know, if you throw, throw out all the off-field stuff, the, you know, the rape allegations and, the, you know, the uh, <clears throat> other like, shenanigans, you know, the crab legs and all that stuff, all that out. There's no doubt he's not only the number one quarterback in his draft, he's the number one pick in his draft, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I agree too. Like, a lot of people like uh, Mariota, but I actually like Jameis Winston more than I like Mariota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've been saying that for a while. I mean, I'm not going to get the logistics of why, but yeah, if you just pick it, if, but you know what it is? Yeah, you, how EJ presented it, he goes, if you don't talk about the rape allegations, if you don't talk, in a perfect world, yeah. But, but the truth is, and everybody knows, you don't even have to be a sports fan to, to, to know the infamy that's behind the Jameis Winston name right now at Florida State. And and that's bad, because it, 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 it's almost Johnny Mandelish in the fact that he comes with his baggage, and, 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 except it's of his baggage when he has a rape allegation, Huge red flag because I'm not saying he did it or anything like that. Huge red flag because just to be involved in that kind of situation is just it, it, it's got to make you nervous as a general manager or a head coach. But with that said, if you're just going by talent, I'll take the guy who only lost once at Florida State. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I'm really I'm a big fan of him. Well, on the field, I am. Like the reason I like <laughs> him, like on the field, like you know. And you know, not talking about off the field. It's just really, he's very poised. He's cool. He's a good yep. leader. You know, yep. he, like I say, he, he, his anticipation on throws is very well. 
like, go back and look at his stats. A lot of people, like, they gave him crap for the, you know, the game last week. Go back and look at the stats and go ahead and go back and watch the game. He really didn't perform that badly. Yes, he, no, had, he, he had a couple oh, he of he had a couple of turnovers. Um, of course, the one bad the bad fumble, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, you look he, at it, he played well. He, he played well. Right. Right. If you strip if you strip it down and like look at it like logically, he didn't play bad at all. I don't think he really hurt himself at all. I I think he did a a really good job. I just think that Florida State killed themselves by turning the ball over. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you if you look at um, <clears throat> I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, um, a couple days ago, and she, you know she's a Gators fan, diehard, and she was telling me like you know he's overrated. And I'm like, okay, what what are you basing it on? And he goes, oh well, he threw a lot of picks this year, this and that. I go, but do you see that those games though, even when he played bad in the first half, how he had much poise to come back and win those games? It's like yeah, but I'm like, I'm like you're throwing your your butt stuff at me. I mean that once you start throwing your butt at me, you you're going based off of of a, of a biasness. For crying out loud, Tim, when think about a quarterback than Tim Tebow? Oh yeah, Tebow. yeah, like pro ready. He's be, he's more pro ready than Tebow. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. And then she she made, she made a point. Well, he never got a chance. Well, probably so, but it was kind of obvious that if you look at skill set alone. James Winston had a way better skill set than Tim Tebow as a, as a quarterback. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, but here's the thing with Winston, and this is what, and it may work out well from here too, because Mel Kiper has him on his, on his draft board, falling number five or six, I think it was, as number two quarterback on on, on the uh, on the board. I don't see that changing. I don't think even Mario loses today, loses this weekend or on Monday rather. I don't see see that changing. To be honest with you, um, but I, I've been saying all along, Winston needs to go to a team like like Tampa or Tennessee, a low market Tennessee. Team. Tennessee, yeah, a small market team with leadership. You know, I would say, I mean, I, I, I think G, G could judge this too. If he, he went to Tampa, for example, on the Lovey Smith, wouldn't that be a good fit for him? I mean, for the leadership and, and growing as a man. I mean, Lovey, Lovey has Lovey has a lot of respect for those players. Yeah, and and it'll keep him close <clears throat> to home too. Well, uh, it'll keep him close to Florida, I should say. You know, right. Jameis Winston. Also, there's a rumor that um that Trestman is heading down to Florida. He's interviewed for Jacksonville, and I think he's going to interview for Tampa Bay. You know, as much, yeah. as, I have, yeah. as much as I have a distaste for Mark Trestman as a head coach, there's no denying what he could do with quarterbacks, you know, being a coordinator, just focusing on one side of the ball. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and you know what it is about Winston, though, too? It's like a lot of people, a lot of people just kind of, I, I, I just say he's crazy. I just say the kid's not all there. You know, that's uh, oh, yeah. there's some there's certain people you look in their eyes, you're like that dude's crazy. Like he just looks crazy. You know, but there's nothing wrong with being crazy because because there's something that people don't talk about with Winston. His his pre-staff adjustments are pretty much there for Florida State. He's not one of those guys rushing, you know, under center. He's not. He's he really takes a step back. He looks at the defense. He's pointing things out. He's making audible changes. Like he can handle an offense. You know, and, and so. And, and a lot of people give all that credit to Mariota. It's just that he runs at a more frantic pace. But Winston does it. You know, just people don't give him that credit. Right. You know, and like I said, separate the two. Separate, you know, Winston, the football player. Winston, the you know, the guy off the field that, you know. The bonehead. The bonehead from the, uh, yeah, from the That is the nicest thing you said about Winston, uh, Tuan, in the last two years. The bonehead. Yeah, yeah that's. I've heard first from you, Twan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. The bonehead. That's why I just, I just put it like that. I just keep it clean. He's crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Um, let's talk uh, national title game. I mean, it's here. Well, we're recording this on a Thursday, um, actually, but so we're days away still. But it's here. Um, like I said, Ohio State, Oregon. I mean, the game everybody predicted in September. <laughs> everybody called it right. September, Oregon, uh, Oregon, Ohio State, right? You called it right. Nope. <laughs> I've only heard one person get this game right, and uh, that's it. Um, it was um, Gary Danielson from um, CBS. He was the only one that really that predicted let this. Other than, let me ask you. Let me ask you though. When did he call it? Like in um, September. Oh, really? Yeah. He deserves a cookie. Chocolate yeah, he called it. What did you predict, Twan? Because I remember I predicted Ole Miss and uh, UCLA, and I was way off. Uh, yeah. I said, um, I, I said Florida State, Alabama. Okay. So did I. So it wasn't, it wasn't I, too far off. Yeah, we we'll have to go one game away. One game away. Um, are you guys excited about this game now? Is, is, are you guys really excited about it? Yeah, I, I always get excited about the national championship game. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it is cool because you have the legendary coach Urban Meyer. He's going to, he's going against this new age kind of football style with Oregon. I say new age because it's been there. But, you know, it's still newer, you know, to the masses. So, I I think it's going to be an entertaining game. So, I mean, that, that is what everybody wanted, the playoffs, right? So, yeah, there it goes. You got Ohio State in there. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know I told you guys this. I mean, my, my number two team has been, like, Michigan. So, I hate Ohio State. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, I'm hoping that this is the last time Ohio State's relevant again. Well, they'll be relevant for a while, obviously, because Urban's there, but... I'm hoping that Michigan's back in the next few years because of, of Harbaugh being there. So, I mean, but but it was so weird because, like, I hate Ohio State and I hate Alabama. But, you know, it was tough. I, I leave Ohio State because I just didn't want to see Nick Saban in there again. And and, and then the SEC, and all the SEC stuff is annoying. I'm sorry. Oh, SEC. Like, dude, I don't care, dude. Like, you're a Florida fan. You're a Florida fan, not a Florida. And then see, I'm not a like fan. I'm not at, I'm not Thank God. at all. Like, I'm like – I don't care. I don't like Alabama. I can't stand Alabama. So to see to see them lose, like I'm not. I don't mind at all. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, SC, we got to stand up for the SC. Oh, forget that. Like the hell with that. I, I'm not. I'm not one of those people at all. Thank God. That, that, I mean, that is so annoying, though. That is so annoying. That's why people hate the SEC. That's exactly why people hate the SEC because they'll even in their teams not in it, they'll support everybody. Else. I'm not one of those people. If I can't. If it's Alabama or you know Tennessee or whoever else we dislike, it depends. On, like especially if it's Alabama or Tennessee, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna support them. LSU, like if I can't stand them, then no, I don't. I want to see them lose. Like period. Like I don't care if they're in the SEC or ACC or whatever. Like you know, I'm not gonna support them. Period. You know, you know, you know what's funny when you talk about when you talk about the conference thing. Like when it comes to Ohio State, I'm, I mean I'm a Penn State fan, but I find myself leaning towards Ohio State. It's not because of the the Big Ten at all, but it's just funny because the Big Ten, like Ohio State, was the only chance the Big Ten had to get into the national championship game. Yeah, and exactly. they did, and they did it. Like Ohio State, and and now for the next year, Ohio State's gonna probably be the only chance to get into it. You know, like when you look at it on the broad spectrum. So it's just something that the Big Ten had this one team. You know that because you can look at the Pac-12. The Pac-12 was really good this year. The, the Big 12 obviously are strong this year with TCU and Baylor just being on the outskirts. SEC is tough every year. You know, ACC is pretty much, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of like the Big 10, except everybody still looks at them as a basketball conference. 
you know, so I, I was actually happy that the Big Ten got in there because they really had one team that could do it to them. Right, right. Um, let me ask you this, though. It's kind of a dumb question because I think it's kind of short-sighted. I think it's really stupid. Um, but <laughs> Go ahead and ask it. <laughs> I, 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 obviously, two, no, well, yeah, but it's annoying, but it's out there, though, bro. Um, two years running now, the SEC, SEC will not win a national championship. It's the second in a row. Does this matchup signal the end of the dominance of the SEC? I, I think it's stupid to think that, number one. But I want to get your, your thoughts on that. Well, I'm going to go first, so I'll go. Okay. I think it's dumb to say that. Like, honestly, I, I just you. think it's dumb to say that. Because um, not for nothing, if you look at where most of the NFL talent coming out of, it still comes out of the SEC. You know, I, I, I think the Pac-12 is getting extremely better. I think the Pac-12 is, is going to be that number two conference to be challenging the SEC. The ACC, let's face it, they got lucky with Florida State and Jameis Winston in this run. You know, other than that, the ACC is never mentioned in this conversation. You know, they're never mentioned. And as I said with the Big Ten, they got one team. So I, I think, look, like you guys just mentioned, people hate the SEC because it's just a thing to do. I still say bar none, the SEC is just it, – it's still stronger – a lot more stronger than the Pac-12 as a whole, and I still take the number one and strength of confidence. I agree with you. I, I, I just think it's stupid to think that. You know, I think I think a lot of it. I think a lot of that argument that you hear from people about the SEC stems from jealousy. Oh, of course. It's like annoyance on the ESPN. You know, oh, yeah. ESPN is in the pocket. Well, I, you I, have to understand they in bed with the SEC because they they got the network, obviously. So they're gonna yeah, but so obviously so try to persuade but you. So to, you know, but so is Texas. Yeah, but it's it's kind of different when like you have one particular team and the Texas is not doing good. So let's say Texas does really really well at some point, mm-hmm. and then you may see the the trend trying to change. Like now, they're, that's their job to try to have some kind of a bias. Like I mean. It's whether right or wrong, I think people have to understand that. As far as, like, the answer to the question, I just think that um, when the poll, preseason come, polls come out not, next year, who are the teams you're probably going to see at the top? Probably, uh, probably Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. I would imagine you see LSU probably um, as well, depending on what their quarterback situation looks like. So you're going to see a lot of yeah. SEC teams. You're going to see a lot of SEC teams there. So their dominance, no, I wouldn't say that. It's over. I mean, you look at the nah. team, like Florida State is going to be – you know, they're going to lose some players. I think actually think Clemson may be the best team in the ACC next year, but that's a different story. But, I mean, that's a different topic. Um, Ohio State will still be good. Um, you look at the Big 12, um, I don't know how good Baylor's going to be, but TCU I think is going to be up there as well. They don't lose a lot of players. So I think, like, coming going forward, I think the SEC is still going to be one of the, if not the best conference in um, oh, you know, all of America. What I, what I can stand though is people saying you know judging these bowl games as as their uh, declaration oh, of oh they're done. I'm like dude, the only reason that SEC SEC is falling apart late in the year is because other SEC teams beat them, not other teams outside of conference. They cannibalize themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, you know what it is. The SEC is <laughs> when the SEC get they, they get invited to these bowl games. It, it, it's like being the the second choice for like the prom, you know. You were waiting for this one girl to go out with in the prom, 
and you slipped up. You know, you, you made out with her friend two weeks beforehand, whatever. She remembers this. So you have your consolation prize, your backup girlfriend, and you go to the prom with her. So you really don't care. Your heart's not in it. And that's pretty much how the SEC feels about every other bowl game that is not the national championship. Now, I get your point there about that, G, and I mean, we discussed it before about like how like certain teams like like Alabama like, like when they lost Oklahoma last year in the Sugar Bowl you know it wasn't a B, it wasn't a uh, BCS title game obviously um, that they were into it because of they they were into the big game I, I see what you're saying there I, I I still disagree with that a little bit only because the fact that a lot of these players still have something to play for whether it be like draft stock and you know and pride and whatnot it, there might be some of that in terms of like teams that it depends on the program. I think if you're a competitor, you're a competitor, you want to you win, period. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, Arkansas, like, like Arkansas, I think Arkansas, yeah. they hadn't played in the bowl game. They, I think they were motivated to play in, in a bowl game. And, like, right. I think you saw that. Like, I think some teams, maybe like, you know, Auburn, you know, to a extent, maybe, you know, they might have not played their hardest. Like, I'm not saying they did or didn't, but just kind of using that as an example. Like, I think a team like Arkansas that has been in a bowl game and, in some of the years, I think they were really motivated. So I think that's um, unfair to say that it's criticism for them. And, and yeah. also, you, you, you got to consider the conference matchups. Like, uh, I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing out names out there. I, I, I know they weren't bowl games, but let's say you have Louisiana Tech and they're going against Auburn and, and some Constellation Prize Bowl. Louisiana Tech is like, we could beat Auburn. Auburn's like, give me a break. This is who we all play. It's a total, it's a totally different mentality. And and it stems from the coaching staff down to the player. I understand about guys trying to show their last their last shot for the draft, but then you got guys who are sophomores and stuff who are like, whatever, we'll be really better next year. We don't care. You know, so I, I'm totally about not giving it your all if you don't want it. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But, like, if you don't want to be somewhere, it's going to be. It's just you. It's just you, G. It's just you. Honestly, honestly, right? And, and, right? and relationship status. You're, you're with your girlfriend or whatever, and there's always that quote-unquote compromise. You, you, yeah. you, you want to you go to the ball with your friends. You're, you're excited about it. She goes, oh, my uncle's coming over from Michigan. Can you come by? You're going to sit there like, ah, oh, because you have to go. You know, you have to go there to that dinner, but you don't want to be there. So you're not going to be as funny. You're going to be disengaged. It's just natural. You know, I just think it's a natural human emotion. Oh, man. Um, give me, Oregon, Oregon's obviously still a simple favor in this game. Give me a percentage of chances Ohio State wins this game, uh, Swan. I, I, I like them to win the game. I, I think, you know, oh, I know really? Oregon is a favorite. Yeah, I do. Ooh. I think Ohio State's going to win. Uh, like I was, like I said, I think Urban Meyer and he's he's played in that type of he's played in that, you know he knows how to um, draw a playbook to stop that type of offense. Yes, Oregon is very fast, but you get you give Urban Meyer a week to prepare, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna show. And he like I said, this is his best coaching job by far. I think, and it's even even better than what he did with the Florida job, you know, in 2006 with Chris Leak in that company as well. I think they're gonna win the game. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he's gonna yeah. win the game. And he's actually a wide receiver coach for Florida too, where he was anyway before um, Will Muschamp got fired. But um, anyway, I think Ohio State's gonna win. I think Cardell Jones is gonna have a big game. He's gonna be hard to stop for that um, Oregon defense. And I think Ohio State have a has an underrated defense to be honest yeah. with you. Like they have they have one of the like nobody ever talks about that. Like their defense, like what they did to Amari Cooper, you know, last week was just. You know, nobody did that in college football all season young. They just pretty much, like, bracketed him and forced 
Sims to go other places and they turned the ball over. So I think you may see something similar. They try to do that to Mariota, try to confuse and get pressure on them. And yeah, I like Ohio State to win the game. Uh, G. Yeah, I'm in total agreement with Juan. Um, I, I love them with the points. Love them with the money line. You got Urban Meyer coming in as an underdog two weeks in a row. Um, I spoke to Twan about this yesterday. That, that, there's a part of Urban Meyer that is just I, – I, I don't care what people say about that. That, 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 that. They don't listen to critics or anything. Urban Meyer was in ESPN. He's heard everything that people are saying, and a lot of people are kind of leaning towards Oregon. And I think he's going to take that as kind of a you know, fight to the face. Um, I mentioned this to Twan yesterday as well. Urban Meyer studies – he studied and continually studies everybody's spread offense, from Rich Rodriguez in West Virginia to Kansas State, and he's even studied Oregon. So I, I really think with over a week to practice to prepare for this Oregon offense, I can't see Mark Helfrich and Marcus Mariota throwing something at Ohio State's defense that they're not going to be prepared for. So I pick Ohio State. I'm giving them a 99% chance to win this game. I, I'm picking Oregon to win the game, but I think they, Ohio State has every chance to win this game. Um, if I was betting the game, i bet Ohio State in the points. I think seven points is way too much. You give Herb Meyer seven points in, tw- in ten days to prepare for a game, really? What, 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 what do you think? Of, what, do you think of, what do you think about that over under at seventy five? He Whoa, how much? <laughs> seventy five points. That's yeah, that's nuts. that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and I hate to say that, that that might be too low. Look, if Alabama and, and Ohio State can go forty two thirty five, yeah, exactly. final. Alabama and Oregon, uh, I'm sorry, and Ohio State went 42-35. I mean, what does that tell you about what Oregon can do in Ohio State? Although I will, I will say this though, I will still take the under. Oh, I wouldn't even touch the uh, over. Yeah, I would not. I would not. You know why? Because if you take that under and it goes over, you're gonna kick yourself so bad. I, I would not even touch. Somebody asked me, I would not even touch it. Like that's Gee. way too many points. G, you, G, you with me, right? Under, right? Still? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. I'm just taking Ohio State. I, I see the overall. You know what it is? No, 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 no. It's just, I'm not, you know what no, 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 no. it's, it's, it's fun it. to touch that, that over. It's fun no, to touch that over. I'm, I'm saying that if you were to touch, if you were to touch it, would you lean under or over? I go under because the, 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 the look. Everybody I would go over. I, I, I actually, I actually would go over. I, no, look, everybody saw Auburn and Oregon a couple of years ago when they went over too high scoring. That ended up being, what, 13-10 or 16-13, something like that? Yeah, you know what? No, no, I see in my mind. I take the under. I probably would take the under, too. Because like, even, even if smoke teams, even if it was 38-35, you'd still be under. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm taking, taking the other. Let me ask you this, though. Um, uh, it, should uh, Oregon win this game? Does this change Should, Mariota? Should Oregon win this game? No. Uh, win or lose? Uh, Marcus Mariota, legacy-wise, um, in terms of greatest one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and also his draft stock. It, his his draft stock has got to be set, right? It can't go higher or lower than now, right? No matter what happens this, this Monday? I don't think so. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's pretty much where it's going to be. I don't think nothing really affects that at all. Not, not nothing he does in the game. Like, like, and the combo, uh, whatever, you know, after that, then, yeah, it possibly might affect it. But in this game, no, I don't see anything affecting his draft stock whatsoever. Yeah, and, and it's not going to – and also his legacy, um, like, it's not going to affect him at all. I mean, this Oregon offense is one of the most prolific that we've seen. And, the, and at the quarterback position, like, he, he's the best who's handled it. 
you know, um, he's a commander on that field, he's a leader on that field. And what, what's crazy, because I wrote about it on NGSC.com, was that his career touchdown interception ratio was like 10 to 1. Like, insane. You know, insane. That's insane. Numbers. That's <laughs> like. Yeah, that's, that's really ridiculous. And he's throwing over 10,000 yards. His legacy is intact. And the fact that he brought Oregon to the championship, even just bringing them to the championship game, you know, and, and, and beating Jameis Winston, the Florida State reigning champions, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, his legacy is set. Yeah, I think I think Oregon. You look at their um, legacy. You look at their uh, kind of like prestige differently if they win a title. Obviously, right. I think that's that'd be the th- different thing, you know, because it'd be the first national title if they win it. Yep. What about Urban Meyer? I mean, I I know I asked this last week. I asked you guys this about whether is he the best coach in college football now? With, now with him beating Saban this year, um, but if he wins this week against a Oregon team that many believe is going to win this game this week, I mean Vegas has it, so. Um, if everybody wins this, this is number what, number four or three. Number three, this right? be number third. three. It's third. Not nah, that'll be one behind Saban, right? I believe. Yeah, it'd be and one behind Saban. Considering and considering, you know, the process he had to go through to do to do this, and this year especially, he's got to be right now currently best coach in in, in college football, right? He's got to be right. I think he. I think he gets the most out of less talent than Saban. I think Saban gets more talent than he does, but I think he he does he turns. Kind of like I won't say it's not like Ohio State is recruiting badly, but right, I don't think right. their athletes are, you know, on the like. If you look at the recruiting class or whatever, which is kind of flawed, you know, to be honest. But you look yeah. at you know the top guys. Alabama gets pretty much whoever they want. I think Ohio State <laughs> they're a top ten team too, as far as like program. But I don't think they get the pro. I don't get they get the athletes that Alabama does. So I think he and just the X to the nose. I think I think Urban Meyer X to the nose wise. He probably is the best college coach in um, America. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and you figure he's going to add a couple of Big Ten titles to it to, under his belt as well. <laughs> At least on the next three, four years, he's going to notch a couple of those. So. I will say this, though. And it's obviously he stays Ohio State long term. If Michigan is good sooner rather than later and he still beats Michigan, it, it will add to the legacy, I think. Because that, that's one of that's the that's the one. I mean, at least present day right now, because Michigan's been so bad last last decade, pretty much. You know, Michigan Ohio State's probably arguably the greatest basketball rivalry of all time, arguably. Oh, it is. It is. It's not even an yeah. argument to me. Right. Yeah. So you bring that back on, on that. You bring that back to the forefront of the hall by being there, and say Urban still dominates even with Michigan being relevant again. That will add to the legacy, I believe, too. And yeah, you could be, you could have like a Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes type of thing. Yeah. I think you know with them. Right, I, I agree. I agree with you. I'm percent. So, but um, you sucks have being or, a Penn State have... fan. I'll tell you that much. Sucks being a Penn State fan right now. Yeah. <laughs> who's a Penn, Who's a Penn State fan? Oh yeah, gee. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Penn State's going to be really good. I just think it's going to take some time. I think James yeah. Franklin is definitely the right man for the job. He could recruit. He could recruit. I, 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 I'm yeah. not sold on his coaching. Really, his philosophy is an offense barrel, but he could definitely recruit, so we'll see what happens. I think with this playoff, too, especially, it's, it's, this is where I, I think, gee, I think you're going to like this now. I know you don't like the playoff, but it's going to add more parity now. Now now teams like Penn State can be in the mix now. I mean, you're going to have teams like really fighting out there who have a chance now to you know, just get to the conference championship. You get there, you have a fighting chance to, to, to crack the, to crack the uh, top four. 
know what I'm saying? So if you recruit well, you play well in conferences and stuff, you got a chance, dude. And I think that's what, this is what the uh, playoff creates, not, not just with the top teams, but even, even the teams in, in the middle, like Penn State's and, you know, all those teams. So it, it's good, it's good for, across the board, I believe. It's stupid. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> name is G, but whatever. All right. <laughs> whatever. So you have Oregon, uh, Swan. Uh, you have Oregon. No, I got Ohio State. No, no, no. I got Ohio State. I got Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State. I'm sorry. Ohio State, uh, Twan, Ohio State, uh, G. I have Oregon, but by, in a close one, though. Mm-hmm. I think Mario does. I think this is his time. This is his time. So. All right. It's time to pick the NFL Divisional Weekend. Um, by the way, before we get to the, the, the games of the weekend, um, the wild card weekend sucked. I mean, outside the <laughs> Sorry, they do. That's, 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 that's why I tweeted out. I was like, I was like, you really want to extend the playoffs? You really want more teams in? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, 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 okay, well, Twan, to be fair, though, I mean, um, Wild Card Weekend has been really great. This year, I think this year is an anomaly. I think you had, and I wrote about this too, I wrote about this too uh, a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days ago on, on NGSC also, that, for example, Arizona Carolina was not that bad, but you, the narrative going in was, Fifth string quarterback versus a seven eight one team. Then, then I told you guys last week I'm not the biggest Ravens Steelers guy. Which Kyle, by the way, by the way, Kyle, they get back to me a couple days after after that podcast and and read me saying you're nuts. Um, and then I slept through uh, Colts Bengals. Oh, you ain't missed terrible. nothing. You, you, yeah, you didn't miss a day. Dude, dude. Not only that, I mean, it would have been a good game if say Asia Green was healthy. See, Jermaine Gresham was healthy. Then, yeah, I can see the Bengals are having a chance there. So, Cowboys, Lions made the weekend. Um, and, of course, the, the, the number one topic of that game was, was that call, of course. The call that was, that was called and then pulled back. And then, look, it, Cowboys fans, I, I, I love you guys, man. This only up to the fact you caught a big break. Um, but real quick, Twan, what was your thoughts on the, on the call, the pass interference that, that, that was, that, then it wasn't again? I just thought the whole game was poorly officiated, but yeah, that was that was not a good call at all. I I just thought that, and I talked to G about this last night, and Brian, I was just saying, my problem is with the officiating in the playoffs to an extent. They they have different crews together. It's not, you know, you have a lot of guys you just bring in, you're, you're so called bringing the best officials together in the playoffs, but a lot of these guys hadn't necessarily don't have a rapport and necessarily work together with one another, and I think you get a lot of, you know, you get calls like, you know, or games like that against Dallas and Detroit. I, obviously, the call was like a, a BS call, and it shouldn't have happened. But, again, I don't I don't think it necessarily – people say it changed the game, but I think ultimately Detroit's offense really sputtered in the second half. I, I'm not saying the call, you know, wouldn't have changed things, but I just think that you look at it like kind of like what Detroit didn't do in the second half. The offense just didn't produce. So, but yeah, I think I thought it was a bad call to answer your question. By the way, gee, I get to a second. You know, you know, and I agree with you, Tuan. That whole yeah, it 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 definitely hurt Detroit. Yes, because they might they might have they might have scored. But this is why I, I always said this is why Bill. People always ask why. Well, why is Bill Belichick so great? Okay, because on fourth and one, he has the balls to go on fourth and fourth down and not put the, put exactly. the game in normal hand. Jim Caldwell once again. Jim Caldwell. Mr. God, yeah, Mr. Soft, Conservative, Softest Sherman. Like they, when when they when they punted the ball, before even before the punt was even like you know the terrible punt, of course, 
I like I, I was saying this game's over. Dallas will win this game because and then go figure the the, the punt happened. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because you can't you can't put the game back in Dallas's hands. If you can't get one yard, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Period. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. Like you can't get one yard. You mean you can't get one yard? Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be out there anyway. You don't deserve to you don't deserve to win anyway. One yard? Come on, yeah. I feel the exact same way. And that's where and that's where guys like the all check make their money, having the balls to go for a fourth down and and live the the conviction. Uh, oh. Gee, what was your thoughts on the call? I know you hate Detroit, obviously, but this 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 unbiased aside, what was your thoughts on the call? Um, when I saw the call, it made me think about a couple of things with Detroit. It made me think about Dominic Riola stepping on uh, Eagle Ferguson's oh, ankle. It, 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 it made me think about Nick Fairley hit, hitting Jay Cutler after whistle. It made me think about Ziggy Ansa um, giving Jimmy Claus to the concussion after he slid down. And it made me think for two years after Matt Stafford threw an interception against the Bears, he tackled DJ Moore by grabbing DJ Moore by the face back and throw him to the ground. Screw you, Detroit. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew Twan, I knew that was coming. Twan, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Good job, G. Fall narrative. I don't care. I hate Detroit. I don't care. Do you hate them more than the Giants? Let me tell you. You know, it's the Giants I hate because of, you know, my story when I was 10 years old. Detroit gets to me, man. Like, like Detroit gets to me more than Aaron Rodgers' smug face does. And Detroit irks me so much, man, because they're just a bunch of scumbags, man. Really. I just can't stand them. Crappy city, too. (laughs) If it wasn't for Beverly Hills Cop, I, I don't think I would care about this Because <laughs> uh, even in baseball, I can't stand the Tigers. As a White Sox fan, I can't stand the Tigers. So, you know, well, it's a well, you're rival. I, I got no love for that city. No love. Well, hey, what about the Pistons? What about the Pistons, right baby? Now? What about what? What about the Pistons? You don't like them either? Seven in a row, no, baby. I, 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 can tell, I can tell less about the Pistons, but a shout-out to Royce of 5'9", though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout and, out shout out to, five, and shout out to the 7th greatest point guard of all time, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> the record. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, but yeah, um, that, that was the that that was the uh, the narrative from last weekend. The wild weekend sucked. I want to ask guys this though. Marvin Lewis, dude, he has Teflon. Mainly because of the fact that the Bengals can't do better than than Marvin Lewis. I think I, I don't think any coach. Who's who's a somebody wants to go to Cincinnati anyway? How do you know that though? How do you know? How do you? That's what I say. How do you know you can't do any, better? Any coach, you, any coach who's a somebody. Like, that's my thing. Like, how do you know? You like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying, but how do you know you can't? You have so much talent on this team. There really so much is. talent. This team, like this team's in the playoffs right now. They got less talent than Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They have one of the worst ownership groups in football. Agreed. And, oh, and had they got lucky with some good drafts as of late. Okay, it, it might be the worst. It might, or at least it's right. It's definitely top in the bottom five. And 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 Antoine, that's why. You just you just answer your own question right there, bro. That's why. You just answer they, your own question. They, 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 they drafted really well the last three four years, though. I think I think they drafted them. Great on the defensive end, and, 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 and even with the front, I mean, really, I don't know what their problem is. That's why I always blame it on Marvin Lewis. I mean, this year was a little bit of a horse of a different color. There was no AJ Green, there was no Jermaine Gresham. They had a third string running oh, back oh, who's running, running the slot. 
you know, but Martin Luther, this is, this is and, and and Twan said this yesterday, I think. It's the same. It's the same formula with them. They they come out lackluster. The the the, the second half, they never make adjustments. This is all Marvin Lewis. I don't get it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Don't blame. Okay. Somebody was like, "Well, you had you know AJ Green, Gershom out. You know." I'm like, "Okay, I won't blame him for the coach loss. Okay, I'll give you that." One. But explain to me the other five playoff earlier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get you it. can't. You can't. Yeah. I, I'll give you. The, I'll give you this one, and I'll give you the Carson Palmer um, injury. But yeah. you can't tell me. You can't tell me those other four games, like especially against the Chargers, like last year. You can't tell me like that isn't some of this isn't his fault. I think it is, and like and you can't. That's why I say it's, they're so frustrating. Like, yeah, I get the ownership is <laughs> crappy, and you got a cheap owner. Like, I get that, but at the end of the day, you have to want to win. Like, I guess they don't want to win. Me, I would want to no, no. win a Super Bowl. Especially, you know, with the talent you have around you, but I guess that's not their, you know, goal. I don't know. You, you, you know, what I always forget. Like some of these owners, like I always forget about this because you know, because I'm a fan, you know, so I'm blinded by it. So I, I kind of think I'm just using the Bears as an example. You know, I, I just think because because I love the Bears, I I have no money invested in them, but the ownership must love them. But it's not always like that. Some of these guys just see it as a business, and if Cincinnati's going to keep selling tickets, keep selling jerseys, then ownership's like we're doing fine. You know, yeah, they're just for, making for, money. For, yeah, for, for some of these people, this is just another business asset. This isn't about about the pride of the city or or, or or winning Super Bowls. I mean, it's unfortunate to say that, but that's just the truth. For some people, if there's something going to profit every year, they don't care. So they're fine with Marvin Lewis giving them extra revenue in a playoff game. They're fine with that. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I mean, and, and the, definitely the uh, – uh, the Bengals are definitely in that in that category of of, of franchises that uh, that have that that are you know in that you know in that that ballpark of uh, teams that don't seem to give a crap, you know. Um, but Tuan, by the way, uh, Sam White ain't walking through that door. Just for the record. You know, say that again. Oh, Sam White. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite coaches. Just for the record. That's I, 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 I I love watching him. I, I love watching him. On the sidelines, he's the, he's the best. They, they, they actually they actually did a piece. Uh, I think it was CBS uh, a couple of weeks ago when Cincinnati played Cleveland, and they told about the rivalry, and, and, and they showed when he grabbed the microphone and yelled at at, at the Cincinnati people, because saying this isn't Cleveland, this is Cincinnati, and just <laughs> and everybody said it, it, it wasn't like oh yeah, that's an yeah, it wasn't racist or anything. He just kind of got so upset and just called out Cleveland in the middle of it. He was great. I loved it. That was great. That was great. Um, so, I guess the Andy Dalton thing, though, we're, we're he, he gets a pass this year because of what, what happened in the playoffs because of uh, you know, having AJ Green, not having Gresham. He gets a pass only this year again because I'm no, kind of off that. No, kind of off that wagon now. I'm off that. I'm 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 a little off the Remember that one year I said once in a year I said Andy Dalton could be a top twelve quarterback in the league. He plays his cards right. Numbers are pretty good, but he's just not a guy that can win you. Playoff games, and once again, he is what he is. He's somebody, yeah. He is what he is. Like they just need to, they just need to run the football and throw when they have to. Like, like he he needs to turn it. He needs to be like a game man, kind of like a Alex Smith. And I think they would have a shot. But they got a great running game. Like we, uh, they got oh, a good yeah. thing with Hill and you know Giovanni Bernard. And I think they need to revolve their offense more around them. I know somebody like AJ Green may not like that, but I think that's the strength of their offense. 
And you know me, I'm never going to be that guy who ties wins and losses or playoff or playoff resumes to quarterbacks. I'm not that guy. I, like like Swan said, Andy Dalton is what he is. Pretty much a game manager. I mean, it is what it is, and you can win with those guys. So, no, if you've got guys like, like Matt Ryan who don't have to worry about their job for the next 10 years, and then, then, then why should Andy Dalton as well? I mean, really. I mean, and, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton as good as Matt Ryan, because to me, Matt Ryan is top five. That's just my opinion. But, you know, but, but Matt Ryan does nothing in the postseason. Yeah. Your boy, Matt Ryan, by the way, uh, G. And by the way, I'm not surprised if you spent uh, you spent ten minutes on the Bengals. Okay, let's just stop that. You're That's gone. your fault. Okay. That's your fault. You're supposed to do this. I know. I know. I know. Sam, yeah, Sam yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 you're like the like Mark Trust in a podcast. That's yes. what you are. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you know, first off, Sam White did that to me. Anyway, okay, let's get the games first. Okay, first game of the weekend: Ravens at Patriots. Patriots seven point favorites. You know the storylines here. Last three games, these teams are facing the playoffs. Ravens have won two to three games, and the third game they lost was actually a game they should have won also. Lee Evans lost the ball in the end zone, kind of missed the field goal, the whole nine. Um, uh, my opinion, this is a much different Patriots team. In my opinion, the most balanced Patriots team we've seen in over a decade since the, Super, the original Super Bowl runs in 2003 and 2004. Um, the Ravens play pretty good football. I, I said it before, they, they could be a spoiler. I, I I think of all the road teams playing this weekend, I think the Ravens had the best shot of, of upsetting winning the game on the road. I just don't see it happening though. I think I, I think I think the Patriots are locked in, they're ready to go. I think this team is this different from what they've been the last couple of years. And the Pats winning. And covering too. Barely, but covering the spread. Um, I, I, I got the Pats covering the spread. I got the Pats winning big. I know I did this with Cincinnati last week on the kiss of death, but um, I, I also didn't know half their offense wasn't going to show up either. So, <laughs> but um, I got the Pats winning this one by 14, maybe even 20 points. Because yeah, just for the reasons why you said, EJ, yeah, you, you started you started your spiel talking about the narrative going into this game. That's all everybody's talking about. Honestly, I said this to Twan yesterday. Uh, but, but, but what is it that Baltimore does extremely well that the Patriots can't handle? Like, really, there's, there's nothing that the Baltimore Ravens can do that the Patriots can't handle. Patriots play. I, I got I got an answer to that. What is I got an answer to that. What's one? Oh, oh, the Patriots' offensive line is not um, is not really that great. Honestly, you know the Ravens' strength is the pass rush. So I, I think that's that's one thing that could keep them in the game, and I think. I think it's gonna be. I think it'll be close, like at halftime. But I think I like the Patriots to win by ten points as well, like ten, yeah. ten to thirteen. So I'll go with New England as well. I'll even say, I'll even say, one of my favorite people to work with, Joe Weidra. Um, we, we, we did our show yesterday as well, and Joe Weidra, the diehard Ravens fan. Wait, 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 more than me. I, I said one of my favorite people. All right. So, I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question. Look at you. On a I'm jealous. Well, I know, I know, I'm not in. There, oh yeah, so so, go so, ahead. So, so, so is bottom of the totem pole. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing. Just Twan's gonna come up with. <laughs> Twan is not Joe Weidra, all right. So Twan is not Joe Weidra. Let's put that out there, all right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so just get to the point. You get to the point, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those who don't know Joe Weidra, diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. He picked the pass in this one as well, and he actually said when he was watching stuff that he's actually he said he was talking about Dumaville and the edge rushers, 
And he says he, he, says he doesn't think they're going to get to him because Brady this season has been throwing the ball a lot quicker. From, from uh, After the snap, he's doing a quick drop. You know, and he's going through his reads so quickly. He's going through his progression so quickly this year that he's just getting rid of the ball quick, so it's going to be a lot tougher. Well, what about Nada, though? Nada, Hanoi Nada um, in the middle. Can he, that's a difference Nada. as well. Nada? N- N- Nada in Spanish means nothing, so nothing. Wow. I, I will say this, though. I've been having some fun this week with, with a lot of my friends who are Pats fans. Um, that, you know, they, the, you know, cocky Pat fans are back. Uh, yeah, you, you've had a lot of fun. This Obviously, our, our friends Robin and Tom Murphy and all, all, all our buddies, on all our media buddies out there, you know, you know, chest out, you know, kind of thing. You know, they should be. They should be. It's no big deal. They don't, they don't want to play the Ravens. They know that. They know, they know what the uh, deal enough is. Enough of that. I, you know, enough. Enough of that narrative. You won't play the Ravens. I, I, just stop so, it. Well, <laughs> oh, let me say this. Just let me say this. It. The fans. The Fun. fans are nervous playing the Ravens. I'll put it like that. Oh, and, 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 and it rings true. It's a narrative. The Pats, Pats fans fear two people, Joe Flacco and Eli Manning. Period. Don't fear anybody, man. Just stop it. <laughs> and you got to get some Eli Manning thing. No, just stop it. Just stop it, man. The Ravens are awful. <laughs> just stop it. You know, kiss the rings, but anyway, as a, as a Pats here, I think I think they uh, win this game by not, by eight or nine. So all right, next one, the last game on Saturday, Panthers at Seahawks, eleven point favorites. Now, before the playoffs started, I said this and I got laughed at. That I said out of every team in the NFC, the one team that can match up with Carolina with, with, with Seattle. Was Carolina based on the matchup? I didn't say they're better or they're going to beat them. I just said based on the matchup, Carolina and Seattle are very similar ball clubs. And I got laughed okay. at when I said that. I'm not crazy, Tawan, am I? I, I see. I see where you're getting at because Carolina likes to run the ball. Seattle likes to run the ball. Yeah, they they're similar, but I just think that you know the difference is going to be the quarterback situation. Cam Newton's been banged up all year, really. And like, and I think you know Seattle's going to be able to, and it's also the also the main difference is this too. Seattle has a better offensive line than Carolina. Carolina's offensive line is very uh, shaky, to be honest. And Seattle's going to be able to rush for and be able to get to Cam Newton, whereas I think they're going to have problems trying getting pressure on Russell Wilson. I think that'll be the difference, and that's why I like Seattle um, by double digits in this one. Yeah, I think Cam injury is huge. Um, and by the way. This game has my two favorite players in the, in the NFL in it. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. This is a director. Yuck. Gee, go ahead. Yuck. Russell Wilson. Yuck. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I told Twan <laughs> yesterday, and I'm not shaking from it. I like Carolina in this game to pull off the upset in Seattle. There are very few teams that can match up physically, especially up front with, with, with Seattle. Carolina has proven that they can match up physically. Um, I, I, I'm not scared of, of Seattle's of Seattle's wide receivers. Um, I actually think I actually think if Cam, you know what is about Cam Newton, his mechanics are, are still are still awry. You know, he, his mechanics still aren't there, and I think that works in his favor against a team like Seattle because Cam Newton's kind of just gonna work off the fly a lot of times, and he ha, he has good receiver. He has a big receiver in Kelvin Benjamin. He has a, he has a guy in Greg Olson. I, I think this game is disgusting the whole way through. And I, I, I think Carolina edges them out by a field goal. Unbelievable. Tuan, you really said this last night on, on the show? 
Bill, say that again. He was said the last time I said that Carolina was yeah, upset. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm all I'm all in on Carolina, man. Gee, do you like drugs? Um, no, but like I told you, I, I do put Jack Daniels in my steak when I marinate it. <laughs> um, I got Seattle. I I I don't know if they cover though. I think it would be like I said because of the matchup, because of the physical play. I think I think Seattle wins. I would. I'm not gonna bet this game, obviously, but if I would have bet this game, I I would pick Carolina on the spread. I think a ten point game here, like a ten point game, nine point game. I, you know, um, if this game was in Carolina, I would say definitely a, a, it, it could be a little more crapshoot. But it's in Seattle, in the link. Cam is banged up, dude. I mean, he got he got hurt last week too against uh, Arizona. Exactly. Like he's been, he's been banged. Like he's lucky to get this far as long as he has. So yeah, he yeah. Hey, I told Swan yesterday, you know, Cam Newton almost died. Ron Rivera almost died this year. They're going to go to Seattle. These guys are playing with house money right now. <laughs> like, like, this is, this is well, yeah, they got though. nothing to lose. Yeah, this is a team playing with house. They, 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 they came out to NFC South when they probably thought they had no chance a month ago. You know, this is a team playing with house money right now. They're, they're going to be with reckless abandon. Ron Rivera coaches old school style. You know, it's just something about Carolina that, like you said, EJ, this is not a team anybody wants to play. Seattle didn't want to play Carolina. I'll tell you that much. You're talking about New, New England not wanting to play Baltimore. Seattle didn't want to deal with Carolina. Seattle would rather deal with, like, a Green Bay or a Detroit. They don't want to deal with Carolina because Carolina is a boring, old-school football, and, 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 and that pretty much that pretty much it, it goes against the strength of Seattle. And also, also worth noting that Seattle is staring at themselves from four years ago. Carolina is who Seattle was three, four years ago. Also it's worth a Seattle team than last year. You know, it's, it's not the same locker room. It just doesn't feel the same. There's not a fear for Seattle this year. It's a different Seattle team this year. All right. Probably the game of the weekend here. Cowboys at Packers. This is the first Sunday game. This is a game I really – it's the only game I really care to see more than anything else. Um, and you know me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Romo guy. I, I think Romo's been phenomenal this year. MVP candidate the whole nine. Um, Aaron Rodgers probably going to be MVP this year, though. Um, I saw a report. I don't know if it's a report, though. I saw a tweet that Rodgers' calf is, is it a tear. Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah, he's not I, I tweeted that out. Not he's not playing. Oh, stop. He's not playing. He's playing. He's playing. He's playing, man. Yes, it's a tear. Yeah. How big how big a deal is that though? I mean, could he still be be Aaron Rodgers like of Norm? Uh, that's the question. I don't know. I don't. I really don't. I really don't know. Well, that's because the question, I, I like. think what Dallas has been doing all year, they can be Green Bay with what they've been doing all year. They really could. They really, really could. The thing is though, I don't know. This injury is huge. And by the way, also too, I know everybody's saying all oh, their dominant Lambo. Let's keep it real. Also too, the Packers in the last decade have not been. A great playoff team at home. Um, oh, my dude. Giants have beaten them twice since um, since um, Michael Vick went in there like uh, right. over a decade ago. Like, yep. they've been they they hadn't been the same team. I think they have like <laughs> probably like a losing I mean, record at home. I want to say. I mean, Eli F and Manning has won twice in Lambeau in the playoffs, and he's twice. Not. G twice. I think he's the only quarterback to uh, say he's won there twice too. And and be the past twice too. <laughs> But I digress. Um, that's, that's, I, that's kind I, of I digress. And Randall Cunningham did too. In the playoffs? I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> no, God. 
I just want to throw a name out there and see what happens. So if this injury is really that serious, I'm taking that one. Yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how serious. I don't think anybody does because they've been off the last two weeks. So that's a big deal. I think Dallas really matches up well with mm-hmm. them because one thing Green Bay has a hard time stopping is running the ball. And, you know, Dallas obviously can run the ball with DeMarco Murray. And then I think that's what they're going to do. And that's what Jason Garrett likes to do. He's like, you know, he's very committed to running the football. And he showed that last week, even though we, even even if it wasn't working. So I think you're going to see that and see if they have success with that. And once they if they have success running the football, obviously you're going to see Tony Romo open it up. And I think Dallas has a really, really good shot of winning this game. I, you know, considering the injury and everything, like like we always say, it's always it's always a team at home that goes down on divisional weekend. So you know, I played well, Green Bay last night, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I may <laughs> I, I may I may change my I think I'm gonna change my tune and go um, to Dallas right now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Cowboys. I'm going to Cowboys going to, to get it done. I'm so I'm trying to know how serious this injury is. I'm going. I'm going Packers. Um, this game smells like Eddie Lacy all over it. This game smells Eddie Lacy. I'm just. Saying. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they probably they probably going to try to lean heavy on him. Yeah. Uh, G. Well, if you game if you said the game smells like Eddie Lacy, then the game must smell like hot trash then. But yeah, oh, and, and and when it comes to Aaron, and when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' injury, let's be honest, he can have a cast on his leg. Just still have five seconds to throw against his Dallas Cowboys front line, so it doesn't even matter. I'm not even worried about Aaron Rodgers' injury. Uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a bounce off what Swan said. Um, the, the Dallas is going to maintain just running the ball over here. I, I I thought it was a good showing how Dallas stuck with the run in the second half against that Detroit front line, and they, and, and they started making ways against Detroit, started getting Detroit frustrated. Sure. Green Bay in no way, shape, or form is, is, is Detroit in the front line. So we've seen Dallas go to other, to other homes and beat good teams. So I, I, it would not surprise me to see Dallas win this game. I love them winning it, six and a half or seven points. Love them with the points over here. Um, I got Dallas winning this game, though. Mm. So basically a Panthers-Cowboys NFC championship game, you're calling Yep. And you called that back in September, didn't you? I'm kidding. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 He, yep. he definitely called that. Yep. Definitely called that one. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Man. I, have, I have the recordings. <laughs> All the recordings of your shows. <laughs> when I said right. the stakes, yeah. I, I I I think Dallas has a great chance to win this game. Um, I I just think you know, and the visibility of Lambo of Lambo, and not only that, yeah, it's cold, but it's a one o'clock game. The cold thing will be a bigger deal if the game was later in the day. Like if it was at nighttime. Yeah, it was like four, if it was a four thirty game. It would be big too because it it would get dark during that time a little bit. That's, but, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it was makes the Giants did eight years more impressive. But like Eli won that game at nighttime in the in the in minus like four degrees. But I digress. Kiss the rings, G. Kiss the rings. All right, and the last game, um, Colts at Broncos. Uh. You know what's funny? This game is this game does not excite me at all. I don't know why. This doesn't excite me. Nope. It really doesn't. I don't, I don't know why. It's weird. You know why it's, one, it's not exciting? Because you have you have an underwhelming Colts team, and it, it's not like it's not like oh, it's not like anybody on this panel right here that doesn't see that the Colts are just Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, pretty much. That's pretty much their team. But uh, a shout-out to Boom Harris, who's been coming on. You know, but I, yes. I can't trust Boom Harris. He still has fumble issues as well. 
you know, he always had fumble issues, actually. But, um, and, and, and we look at Denver, it's not exciting because it's not the same Peyton Manning. I think the narrative's been overstated about it, though, because he's going against a Colts team that, that, it, that even though Peyton Manning's arm strength is not there, he'll still get his. But as I was saying last night for Tuan, uh, something that's gone under the radar that me and Joe Widger were discussing, DJ Anderson's been doing great, but Ronnie Hillman's coming back, too. So, and, and, and the Colts are a team you can run against, if they have a healthy Ronnie Hillman, a healthy C.J. Anderson, they, they don't have to. They don't have to force Peyton to throw anything long. They can just right. put those two guys all, all game long, you know, because Ronnie Hillman coming back for the playoff is huge. Yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do. I think you know, obviously the Colts don't have a great defense, so yeah, they're just gonna sit back there and run, do what they've been. The Broncos are gonna do what they've been doing in the past. You know, month and a half, oh, two months, yeah. really. You know, just running the ball and right. have Peyton throw when they when he has to. I think that's the formula they're going to go with, and you know, it's it's worked to an extent. But yeah, I think when you're playing a team like the Colts, I think it definitely has a chance to work. I want to pick the Colts, like I really do. I do but too, but... It's no, it's no reason. I have no reason to pick them. Logically, like the Broncos are a better team offensively, defensively. I think, and obviously the Colts don't have a good offensive line either, so. I think they'll have a chance to get pressure on Andrew Love. So I, part of me wants to pick Indianapolis in this game, you know, mainly because I had them paying the Patriots in the AFC Championship at the beginning of the year. But, you know, I just have to go with my brain here, and I'm going to go with the Broncos to win this game. This game does have changing change the guard feel to it. Like, if Indy would win this game, this game will put a bucket to that definitely top top three in the league quarterback. This would be, this, this be the uh, – the stamp of approval. Like, what can be for the top five in the league? But to put in that rarefied, like, top two or three quarterback in the league, he wins this game this weekend. That changes everything. But you consider the fact that every year he's been in the play, every year he's been in the league, in the playoffs, gotten better, and he won a game. If he wins this week, it's two games, and not a title game. But this, but this roster, too, especially. You know, this game, and you consider Peyton Maddox struggles the last month and a half. And look, I know Peyton Maddox fanatics are like, oh, no big deal, no big deal. Look, I know football. We all watch football. I mean, it's it's, it's plain as day. He's not the same guy. He's, no, he's not, not the same guy. I don't know. care what he, what they say. Yeah, he's no. not. It's, it's changed, it seems like uh, it's like wrestling. Like when you have right. somebody put somebody over. That's kind of right. that's kind of what this game could be. Like you could have like <laughs> not necessarily like like intentionally. It's just like you know if, if Andrew Luck and the Colts win this game, that's essentially putting him over. You know, propelling him up to being you know, up to that top status, whereas, That's like, fun. you got a paid man in who's already there. Yeah. I, 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 bold prediction here. Bold prediction. If the Broncos lose this game, Payman retires this year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He should be gone next year anyway. I mean, we quite honest. He should just retire he, anyway. I think, he, I think he's going to have to be a Brett Favre situation with him. I really do. I think it's gonna be sadly I think year to year he's gonna get he's gonna get hurt and he's not gonna um he's gonna have to retire after that because I think he's gonna as long as he's got as long as he's playing as long as he's able to get out there on the field he's gonna play. Let me tell you that and I've been saying Demarius Thomas is a free agent this year, right? Right one. Yep, after Julius year, Thomas, really? Demarius Thomas yeah, are yeah, both free yeah, agents. But, but, yeah, but, both of the Thomas is a free agent. Both of the Thomas is a free agent. If I'm Demarius Thomas, I really got to consider. That Peyton Manning at most is going to give me one year, and it's not going to be the same Peyton Manning. I would not be surprised to see Demarius Thomas link up somewhere else with, with, a, with a younger quarterback that's going to be there for another five, six years. It and doesn't shock him. me. 
Doesn't shock me. Maybe, maybe Indy. Maybe Indy. Yeah. I, the only thing is, I actually looked into. I forgot who I. It, it, Indy. For some reason, Indy's cap is messed up, and I don't know who they're paying. Like, <laughs> I don't know who on their team they're paying, but their cap is messed up for whatever reason. Don't understand Locked, why. But yeah, uh, but, that's, but, 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 but I was saying the same thing. Demarius Thomas playing with Andrew Luck. You got T.Y. Hilton there as well. That's amazing. If, you, if they could, if they could pull that off somehow. I tried to talk about that this weekend before the game. Um, changing the guard, Colts, Broncos, Luck, Manning. I mean, that, that has that feel to it right now. But I have Denver in this game regardless, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Denver was this game because I just think Denver's a better team. I mean, if Indy had a better running game, it, it, look, look, if, if Ahmad Bradshaw was playing this weekend, I, I might say there's a chance because Ahmad Bradshaw was experienced. The run game, it, it gives Indy a, somewhat of a, 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 a chance to stay in the game. But there's no running game there. Um, like I said, it's luck or bust for the Colts. So I have Denver win this game. I think they cover it too, to be honest with you. Yeah, so do I. Because C.J. Anderson, that's why. So, anyway, that's our picks this week. Any before we get going, any shout outs? Anything? anything? Uh, I just want to shout out my, my good friend um, Joe Weidra, who who's one of the best to ever to ever do podcasting with me. Just want to shout out Joe Weidra. One of the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all I want to shout. No, I, I, no, 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 no lie though. I love Joe Beecher. And by the way, Twan, you and I need to get together this some, some, sometime soon. Um, not just watch football, but also this baseball Hall of Fame stuff. We, we, we got to talk about this stuff. We got to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. You, you know, how, you know how to find me. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly where to find you in the bar drinking. <laughs> I, I, actually, I hadn't been out lately. I have not. I have not been out lately, to be honest. Why? Uh, I just been kind of taking it easy for the new year, like. That's kind of, you know, just not, I hadn't went out, I hadn't really been drinking, honestly. I had not, yes, have I, gee, here's a I have not, yes, a honestly, I've not had a shot, I've not had a, a shot of liquor or anything since the New Year. So, I've actually done a pretty good job. Yeah, 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 you know what's funny, and I was telling Weedra this, and he was making fun of me too, that this weekend, actually, I'm going to be off Twitter this weekend, I'm going to try to stay away from Twitter this weekend, and I'm probably going to watch the Saturday night game. Um, cause it, cause, or the late game, I should say, with Carolina and Seattle. Probably going to miss the first mm-hmm. game because I'm actually going to go away this weekend. So, because, uh, you know, I got something planned with my lady friends. So, uh, I'm going to be kind of off the radar this weekend. So. Proposal? What happened? Proposal? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that crazy. We just chilling. You know me, hell there, baby. I'll go, I go, I go for the hip. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you won't be hearing me talk that word until maybe I'm like 45 so, so, years old. So news, news to say, G, I, I can't call you because you, your phone be off, right? Yeah, it's gonna be off this weekend, fellas, because you know heart throb got to do heart throb stuff. Okay. All right. So and shout, so shout out to Juan for uh, not drinking for the last eight days. Years young though. Years yeah, young. I don't know. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but yeah. <laughs> I will say this: if the Heat lose, if the Heat don't win at least two games in this road trip, I'm gonna drink a lot more than that. Oh yeah, they play tonight too. They got a they got a tough game in Portland. Yeah, I will yeah, be watching that. And I will, I will be too. Actually, before as you go, also, um, I'm, I'm doing a radio spot today uh, with Danny Thompson for NBA uh, Full Court Press. Um, he has Adrian Wojnarowski on the show ten minutes before I go on there. Very nice, very nice. And it, this tonight? Yeah, tonight. Oh wow! Like yeah, if you um, get a link to it, let me. Uh, I would love to hear it. Like um, yeah. No, but, but, but I, I told Danny like, dude, you you put me behind that guy, really, dude. <laughs> I mean, 
That's a setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dan Thompson, by the way. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll do it for this Football Friday edition of the Ernest Speaking Podcast. That's Juan, G, and myself. Talk to you guys later. Good All night. right, take it easy. All right, bud, be good, man. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.